Before I get to last night's dinner table, which I have a slice of audio from because my wife was secretly recording at dinner last night. Did she have a warrant? Don't not one. Don't need one in America anymore. You right. can just spy anyone you want. You married to James Clapper. That's right, James <laughs> Comey. Eating dinner with James Comey. Um, uh, Tim Sandifer uh, retweeted this, an article from the Wall Street Journal, which I need to read. And Tim Sandifer's headline was, if you subsidize it, you get more of it, including unemployment. Wall Street Journal article today, businesses struggle to lure workers away from unemployment because they're making more money. Yep. That whole difficulty of getting people to come back to work when they're making more money on unemployment. Then I get a text from some snarky person. If they offer your job back, you have to take it or they take away your unemployment. <laughs> I respond to that. <laughs> That's an easy thing to nail down. And besides, it depends on where you live. In California, they've come up with all kinds of exceptions. If you have a comorbidity mm. in California, if you have some reason why you can say, well, I'm a little more susceptible to the coronavirus, you don't have to take your job back. How many comorbidities? I think just one. So if you said, if you said uh, I'm, oh, I'm I mean, older. Like, how many on the list? How many are acceptable? What's the list of comorbidities? Like uh, Oh, there are all kinds of different reasons. Comorbidity is just part of it. There's all kinds of different reasons. If you feel scared. I mean, if, if, if you're not comfortable going back to work. Oh, my God. Wow. So, okay. All right. So now I get it. So these textures that you have to take it. Unless you can list any of a dozen or more, uh, I'm scared, I'm fat, I'm old, I have high sure. blood pressure, whatever, then you don't have to. I have a kid who's got an immune uh, compromise system. Right. I, I, my, my grandma does, and I take care of her, whatever. Well, and and how the hell are they going to check and that? nobody's going to check it. That's, no. why that's why my response was, ha, 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 to the, <laughs> to the, no, you have to take your job back if they offer it, or they stop your unemployment. See, that's a person, that is a rigid little uh, rule follower, a fine print man. As we've been saying lately, <laughs> who who doesn't understand how the world actually works? Well, I wish it worked that way. That Boy, if they, was, I'm sorry. If they ahead. offer you your job back, you have to take it. You can't stay on the unemployment just because it's more money. But if you can come up with an excuse, you can, and and everybody will come up with an excuse. It's like the Obamacare thing. Remember that whole? The, the I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the exceptions to the individual mandate were so numerous. It included 98 percent of the population. Uh, just so you know, we have received many emails from small business owners who are attesting to the fact that they cannot get their workers to come back because they're making more money on the dole. This is not some sort of theoretical possible outcome. No, people are dealing with it right now. And as usual, individuals are doing simple math and realizing I will be better off doing A than B. And so they're staying home. You know, as Tim says, if you subsidize it, you will get more of it. And the other side of that coin is if you tax it, you will get less of it. Makes you wonder why they tax payroll. Hmm. So here's a glimpse into my family dining table. Um, Dinner table events. Dinner table event from last night, having our typical sort of redneck white trash dinner. (laughs) No, they aren't all, but this one kind of was. But anyway, here you go. What are you doing I'm spreading peanut butter with my corn dog stick. Which side? Not the corn dog side. So Why side are have... you doing that? Don't so the knife? side that your mouth was on. Side There's a on. knife right there. That's a decent point. <laughs> but wait. I didn't know I had a knife. That's disgusting. So, 
My family is horrified that I was spreading peanut butter on crackers with my corn dogs. Well, I don't think it's the <laughs> spreading that bothered them, probably. It was the digging out of the jar. Right. Hmm? Right. Well, as I pointed Ur-ger-ed. out to my son, Henry, said, which side are you using? I said, the corn dog side, not the not the holding it with my grummy finger side. I used the corn dog side. So there's corn dog juice in there now? Yeah, a little. It's so gross. <laughs> Apparently, I was the only one who didn't think it was gross. Wow. You child. They found it extraordinarily barbaric. (laughs) You come from me, younglings. You are my germs. You only exist because of my germs. Hey, you should have gone with that. As Henry once said to me when I did something, I'm being raised by apes. Oh, my gosh. I, I did realize afterwards Crude. that spreading Very peanut butter crude. on a Ritz cracker with your corn dog steak is a, it's, well, it's kind, of my, it's kind of my brand, really, but I probably ought to. It's a bachelor move. It is. It's not a in front of your kids no. so they learn how to be in the world. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting side dish, too. <laughs> peanut butter smeared Ritz crackers. <laughs> After my corn dog. Is this dog. a pairing After or a dessert? Or... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was a five-course meal with yeah. uh, wines uh, paired with each of the courses. <laughs> five. This is what happens when I uh, take uh, hold of the dinner because uh, my wife wasn't feeling good, and we were running late, and a variety of things going on, and uh, so shortage just, of knives. Just kind of throwing <laughs> things together, and we had some crackers and salami, little salami pieces. Ah, yes. And then some corn dogs, and then added little uh, crackers and peanut butter, spread with the corn dog stick. And w- what was our vegetable? Or what now? <laughs> corn. Corn dog. It was yes, corn. I had corn. Exactly. Plenty of corn. Exactly. <laughs> delicious, delicious corn. Right in the name. Shout out, Illinois. Nice job. Kansas. Iowa. We have just enough time to do this. Again, the nanny state of Cal Unicornia trying to, uh, you know, having long ago flattened the curve as flat as a sheet of copier paper. Um, now it's about preventing every case we possibly can and the rest of it. It's just, as we've you know discussed, the politicians have figured out if lots of people die, I'll be blamed. Uh, if lots of people die from the COVID, I'll be blamed. If lots of people die from the economy being crushed, the disease will be blamed. So I'm going to air a hundred miles to the side of, of clamping down, keeping people in their homes and in spite of the places that have opened up and are doing quite well. But so Cal Unicornia is now going to permit certain outdoor activities. But only these. The list begins with athletics. What does that mean? What? What? You're allowed to do athletics. What? That's a vague term. Well, good news. You can play badminton. Where are you going? I'm headed out to do some athletics. At the gymnasium. (laughs) Badminton is permitted, but only singles. We catch you playing doubles. Straight to San Quentin. It's hilarious that badminton makes the list. Because whoever thinks of badminton. I know. I know it. Throwing a baseball or softball is okay. Just try not to get the COVID on the ball. BMX biking. Canoeing. Singles only. We catch you in a double canoe. We're going to sink you to the bottom of the lake. I, I live with her. We, we She's drove, my wife. We drove together. Yeah, we, uh, we live together. We sleep together. I'm going to kiss her right on the mouth in front of you. Just for starters. Get in the back of the squad car. Crabbing is permitted. Mm. So if you're tired of badminton and decide to go out on the open sea and capture some crustaceans, <laughs> crabbing is permitted. 
I may start throwing that as a uh, first date option once this is uh, the pandemic's all over. Hey, where you want to you want to head out for some badminton and crabbing, perhaps? <laughs> the old B and C. Cycling is okay. Exploring rock pools is that the same as tide pools? Judy and I Man. love doing that. It's one of our favorite things to do. Yeah, together. my kids love that. Oh, looking for the little yep. creatures and yep. the rest of it. Yeah, uh, gardening, but again, not in groups. It's a shame for all you group gardeners out there. What? Golf, singles, walking, no cart. Except for the hundred golf courses in, in California that I could name personally that are playing golf with carts. Just one person to a cart. What are you talking about, Gavin? Gavin Mussolini. Hiking is okay if you allow the social distancing. And if you pass somebody on a cliff, you know what? The two of you are right there on the press. Leap off of it. Leap off of it to your doom, because there's a 1 in 100 chance you'll survive that fall. But you will die of the COVID if you pass somebody on a hiking path. I want to check your math on that whole jumping off a cliff survival rate thing. Horse riding, (laughs) singles is okay. No circus tricks with five people forming a pyramid or anything like that. What? Jogging and running, kiteboarding and kite surfing. Oh, so finally you're allowed to be alone on the ocean. Oh, good. How enlightened. Meditation is now permitted. What? Yeah, what the hell is that? What? Uh, get By the way, get our new Gavin Newsom clip ready. Is that for the people that go to the park and do that? Uh, yeah, I guess. You're, you're feng shui. Or you're and the government has to whatever. say you're okay out there in the middle of a field by yourself meditating. Outdoor photography is permitted, Jack. Oh, right. Picnics. With it your... wasn't before? Apparently until, not. Until this came out, outdoor photography was illegal. Right. You're out there in the field taking a picture of a heron. Put your hands behind your back, scumbag. Uh, picnics are okay with your stay-at-home household members only, but certainly not tandem canoeing with those same humans. Quad biking, whatever that is. Is that like, nah, who knows. Rock climbing. It's ATV, maybe? I don't know. Roller skating and rollerblading now permitted. Rowing, scootering, skateboarding, not in groups. Soft martial arts like Tai Chi and Qi Kung. Table tennis, singles only. <laughs> Throwing a football or kicking a soccer ball, not in groups. But I can't throw a soccer ball. No, that's, that's hands. That's a side ah, out. Dang it. Idiot. Uh, trail running, trampolining, tree climbing is now permitted. Trampolining wasn't permitted? No! Like in what? Own, What's the matter with you? Like in your own yard? There Do you are, want people to die? Well, there are no trampolines out out in the wild. <laughs> so unless it's in my backyard, where am I going to be on a trampoline? I don't understand the question. <laughs> I've never come across a trampoline. The bouncing anyway. accelerates the virus, Jack. Right. Tree climbing, volleyball, singles. Tree climbing? Tree climbing. It was illegal to climb a tree. That's I correct. I didn't even know that. The particular individual was observed climbing a tree. Volleyball, walk the dog, wash the car. You are now allowed to watch the sunset, sunrise or sunset. There are a number of people in Southern California, L.A. County, um, who are fined $1,000 for sitting alone in their cars watching the sunset. And you wonder why there's no respect for the law. And finally, yoga is permitted. Hey, people are getting back to their businesses, back to their lives. Pretty, pretty Gavin Mussolini. It's happening, brother. It's happening. This door's wide open now. It's going to happen, whether you like it or not. Uh-huh. How's that taste? We have a new worst movie of all time, according to critics. Wow. So that, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Get this, a Broadway show based on the life of Michael Jackson has been postponed until next March, when it will still not be a good idea. <laughs> I like that. What do you Simple mean? Joke. Speaking of bad ideas, the... Uh, y- y- I don't know if you'd know this off the top of your head, but what is considered the worst movie um, uh, ever made? Won the most Razzies. That's the award they hand out. It's like the Oscars, but it's for terrible. Yes. Uh, Battlefield Earth, movie that came out quite a few years ago and featured uh, John Travolta, and it was it's supposed to be terrible. I never saw any of it. Naked. It was based off a L. Ron Hubbard book, wasn't oh, it? Oh, right. It was a Scientology thing. Got a fair amount of attention at the time. It's supposed to be horrible. Well, uh, a number of uh, uh, critics have weighed in and believe Cats is now the <laughs> new worst movie ever. The movie Cats. It's an interesting calculation. It's like our uh, description of the most evil regime on Earth is the Chinese. It's capacity for evil times size. It affects the most lives. Um, and, and there are probably movies more just terrible than Cats, but sure. you've never seen them and you'll never hear of them. So, yeah, I, I get it. I have not seen it. The parts I have seen look terrible. The mayor of Los Angeles is going to shut off water and power of non-essential businesses that try to open up before they're supposed to. Holy go well. cow. How do you like that? So, does, wow. it, does it wouldn't matter, apparently, if you said, look... What was the business I was driving by the other day, and I was thinking to myself, uh, it's a business I go in now and then, and I don't think I've ever seen more than two people in there ever in my life. Um, and I thought, why is it closed? Right. I mean, and they could they could be open and say you got to have a mask on and blah, 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 all this stuff. But that wouldn't make any difference if you weren't given the uh, the go-ahead by, uh, by the mayor and his people. They're going to shut off your power and your water. Eric Garcetti, I'm talking to you personally. You are making a terrible mistake. You are overexerting your authority in a way that will rapidly and, and devastatingly diminish respect for the rule of law. You are being arbitrary and ridiculous. Talk to us about Georgia and how they're opening up much more aggressively and haven't seen a spike in cases. And I understand L.A. is different than Georgia. Population density, number of cases, blah, blah, blah. I totally get that. On the other hand, again... I'm talking to you, Mr. Uh, Mayor, sir. If a business is safe, why should it matter in the least whether you think it's necessary? These people find it necessary to make a friggin' living, Mr. Mayor. That's, that's a very good point. The whole essential, non-essential thing should be over. Oh, yeah. That, that's a, safe it was or not always safe a is terrible standard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. The, the it whole was. essential, non-essential thing was based on models that were so nightmarish we would only allow a business to be open and the resulting deaths there if we just absolutely had to except for the blanket rule that allowed rest, uh, you know food allowed donut shops and ice cream places to be open right that makes no sense right right so it was not only uh, you know uh, ill conceived but it was so heavy handed and so Dumb. Well, anyway, his official statement, the mayor of uh, Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, we won't tolerate the selfish behavior of a few who unnecessarily put our community at risk. This is a guy who's lived his entire professional life in academia and government. He has no sense of real people, but he had a D next to his name, so he couldn't lose. The shelter-in-place order will be strictly enforced. 
Shut He's making a terrible mistake in every single way. That's you are something. encouraging lawlessness. That's we, something. We received a couple of emails that were quite quite beautifully written. It would take me a minute to come up with them, and we, we barely have a minute, but talking about why some people are bringing guns to protests. And uh, I will absolutely allow that there are some people who are just dopes and just they think it's cool and the rest of it. But a couple of people made the point that it's it's a statement that this is this serious to me. This isn't a joke. This isn't a cable news argument. This is my ability to provide for my family. And this is government overreach of the sort that the Second Amendment exists to protect us against. Now, these people are not advocating shooting anybody, but they're trying to send a message of the seriousness of the situation. Uh, and again, I wish I had some of the more eloquent uh, phrasings of that thought in front of me, but that was the point. And I don't think a, a government drone like Eric Garcetti has any idea of that. He has no sense of that whatsoever. But he's making a mistake on every single level. Well, I'm glad the courts are getting more involved in various places around the country because they certainly need to. Hurry up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Conversation around from the Players Association and the, and the NBA and, and the league offices. Everybody is trying to get the game back uh, as soon as mm-hmm. possible. But, but the, you obviously have to be safe. You have to protect the players, the fans, uh, our families, uh, coaching staffs, the entire organization. So a lot of things at play. We're, we're learning by the week as things change and develop. But I would assume basketball will be back in some way, shape, or form this summer. One of the world's great basketball players assumes the NBA will be back in some form this summer. They're running out of time. Yeah. To get some playoffs going and all that sort of stuff, but we'll see. The playoffs yeah. are two months long. Yeah. In their normal form, and you could shorten them, obviously. But we'll I wonder see. if he really means assume or if he means hopes. Yeah, that's what I wonder, too. Yeah. Um, so you're going to like this. This is from the Daily Beast. Well, we know- I, I don't need a beast every day. You know, once or twice a week is plenty of beasts. Otherwise, uh, the novelty wears off. I'll be plenty fine with just a weekly beast. Right. Yeah. We uh, noticed the other day that uh, if you're a longtime listener of the Armstrong and Getty Show, we used to have Catherine Herridge on, geez, weekly when she was with Fox way back in the day. She's yeah. a great investigative reporter. Really good. Well, she's at CBS now, fairly recently. Uh-huh. I didn't not even know that. Uh, from the Daily Beast, Democrats on Capitol Hill have grown particularly irked by Catherine Herridge's work, believing she's become a de facto clearinghouse for conservative conspiracy theorists oh, who good. want to give their material the veneer of mainstream objectivity. And Conspiracy theory is the new racist. Ben if you have no arguments, you just throw that out there. Ben Shapiro retweeted Guy Benson, who said, Imagine looking at the Democrats and the media's handling of the Russian matter over the last three years and still concluding that Catherine Herridge is the problem. Yeah, she's the conspiracy theorist. Here you go. Uh, the Washington Post. In perhaps the most egregious example I've ever seen of an editorial masquerading as a news story, the headline is, how a conspiracy theory became central to Trump's re-election campaign. 
And it is by four of their heavyweight political reporters. And and it, it talks about Richard Grinnell, the acting director of national security, and one of Trump's most combative defenders arrived last Thursday at the Justice Department's headquarters clutching a brown leather briefcase. If you're a student of writing and language at all, that suggests that he was clutching it, that it was something secret or he was ashamed of or it was extra valuable. Instead of he was just walking in carrying his briefcase. <laughs> um, clutching. A Fox News camera was pre-positioned at the entrance on 10th Street Northwest, seemingly tipped off to record footage of the dramatic scene. Okay, suggesting that there's something nefarious about a news organization being tipped off by a bureaucrat about a news story. Wait a minute. The last three years have been an unbroken string of you people printing falsehoods leaked by single anonymous sources. But suddenly, that's that's somehow shameful or out of bounds. Then that's just the warm up. This is this is where it gets really crazy. He talks about a, the Grinnell carried a list of declassified of former Obama administration officials, including Biden, who'd sought to remove the cloak of anonymity from references and in intelligence. It's the unmasking we've been talking about. Setting off a chain reaction that led Senate Democrats, or Republicans rather, to publicly release it on Wednesday in what they claim is a monumental scandal. Mocking language there. The practice known as unmasking is commonplace in government. But in the case of Flynn, Trump and his allies used the list of names to claim Barack Obama, Biden, and their appointees deliberately sought to sabotage the incoming Trump administration as part of a long-running conspiracy they have dubbed Obamagate. Uh, then they say Biden's campaign says it was entirely appropriate. But then they go into the usual uh, offering without proof, blah, blah, blah. Another objective is to rewrite the history of the Russia investigation, as Trump has long sought by casting Flynn as a martyr wronged by nefarious bureaucratic elites. These efforts were amplified by wall-to-wall coverage on Fox News Channel and elsewhere in conservative media, where this week Flynn coverage is rivaled and at times overshadowed news about the pandemic, even as the U.S. death toll from the novel coronavirus climbed past 85,000. Well, I hope the Glenn Greenwalds and the uh, Jonathan Turleys that we've read from this week of the world take offense at that. And, and and double down in their writing about and investigating into this. Because there's some serious people, by the way, both of them Trump haters, right? who think this is a monumental scandal, particularly the media coverage of it, and particularly the Washington Post. Right, right. And there's so much shaded language in there. I, I love the, uh, the stuff um, toward the end of what I was reading about how at times the coverage is even overshadowed. The COVID-19, where deaths have reached 85,000, as if the media can only cover one story, and as if you people hadn't been so wildly obsessed with the uh, impeachment thing that the coronavirus was ignored as it was emerging from China. The hypocrisy and dishonesty is just shocking. That's from the WAPO. Now, the Federalist turns around and says, well, wait a minute, and lays out the case brilliantly. And we'll offer that to you in a moment, right after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe that offers the best overall home security 
of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. This is not novel or cheap or, or an alternative. Good this is enough. The, this is the best one. Right. To secure your home. And you ordered online, by the way, free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. So there's no reason not to try this. How much work is it going to be? You don't want to get into a big project. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Your home is protected 24-7 with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire, and more. About 50 cents a day. You're not locked into a long contract. Why not try it? Doorbell alerts, cameras, everything you want out of the security system, none of the negatives. No $400 installation fee. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. That's simply S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com. Dot com slash Armstrong. It's good stuff. I've set it up. It's easy. It's effortless. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So while the Washington Post is writing a long, really one-sided editorial masquerading as a news piece, uh, John Daniel Davidson, the folks at the Federalist, respond with uh, this headline, Obamagate isn't a conspiracy theory. It's a huge political scandal. And And you would think, you would hope, if you were a naive sap like me, that the Washington Post vaunted the newspaper of our nation's capital. Some great journalists work in there. We've talked to them. You'd think they would even-handedly present this counterpoint, but they leave it out completely. Uh, and the opening paragraph sets up more or less what you know we've been talking about uh, the media. Um, that it's uh, that the the spying and the rest of it was lawful and legitimate, but of course it wasn't. A string of recently released documents have confirmed that the entire Russia-Trump investigation, which eventually eventually entrapped Flynn and forced then-Attorney General Jeff Sessions to recuse himself, was an unprecedented abuse of power that amounted to an organized effort by the Obama administration to nullify the results of the 2016 presidential election. It was, in effect, an attempted coup. Now, I, I find that language a little fevered, but I get their point. If you haven't picked that up from the news media, it's not your fault. Instead of grappling with the implications of newly released details about what Obama officials were doing to undermine the incoming Trump administration, the mainstream media fixated on Trump's use of the term Obamagate, dismissing it as a conspiracy theory. And then they go into the the long history of um, of the spying on Flynn and the Kislyak conversation and then the entrapment and the rest of it. Um but one of the points they make that I like, so why did the FBI want to interview Flynn ahead of Trump's inauguration? Top brass at the FBI weren't exactly sure about their approach, but they knew they needed to get Flynn out of the way. As the Bureau's former head of counterintelligence, Bill Priestep, recorded in his notes, what is our goal? Truth, admission to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? Which is such a strange thing for the FBI to engage in. Right. Um... Uh, apparently, the Obama administration settled on trying to entrap him in a lie. The recent disclosure of an early January 2017 Oval Office meeting attended by Obama, Veep, Joe Biden, National Security Advisor Susan Rice, Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, and FBI Director James Comey confirms the administration's plan to hide the Russia probe from the incoming Trump team, including Flynn. The idea was to use the Kislyak calls as a pretext to keep keep the Flynn investigation open, even though there was no reason to do so. After months of spying on him, the FBI had found nothing to indicate Flynn was conspiring with the Russians. And in fact, the FBI itself had said that in a memo. And then uh, then they go into the infamous Susan Rice email to herself, assuring posterity that Obama said we'd do everything by the book. Everything we did was by the book. We didn't violate any laws. We said it. We all met together, and we decided we not, would not violate any laws. And that was like the last thing she did before she left her office on Inauguration Day. 
And um, and the idea that this is just a conspiracy theory is, well, that's a couple of things. Number one, it's dishonest. Number two, it's scary that the one-sided media would ignore such an egregious overreach in violation of people's rights by law enforcement when theoretically they're they're aligned with the party that is for like uh, exonerating people or wrongly convicted or there are too many black people incarcerated or uh, cops are too violent cops shoot people uh, you know uh, prosecutors are crooked uh, they they strong arm innocent people into plea bargains but if the highest, most powerful, and secretive levels of government railroad somebody, you don't give a damn as long as they're a Republican. That's uh, that's awful. I mean, that's just bad people. That's amorality. When Rand Paul was out this morning saying, "If you're, if you know, if you're, if you're just a regular person, and this happens to you, you don't have a chance." Oh no, no. It, your best outcome, seriously, is you will spend yourself into poverty. And they will finally spit you out of the system and say, get lost. Um, oh, we got a great email. Uh, do you mind? Just real quickly. Um, from, uh, well, it's signed. It's uh, from Wes. Do innocent people ever plead guilty to crimes they commit? All the time. This is from a defense attorney. Crimes they didn't commit? They did not commit. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, it's funny. I've noticed people are getting more and more sloppy with uh, didn't. And he did. And you can't tell if they said did or didn't. <laughs> and so uh, did not. Uh, in fact, I am, uh, from now on, rejecting the use of any contraction. Well, I cannot use them anymore, and I will not. You are, you are anti-contraction. That's right. That won't, that won't last. No, that will not last. <laughs> Indeed. So the particulars of the case are, well... This guy was accused of, of whacking it in a bathroom. Oof. And the cop's testimony is that, and it was a bad cop. And this His guy's, own or a public? Pardon me? His own bathroom or public? Oh, bathroom? no, you're allowed to do that. No, it was in the public. Um, So a public bathroom. And this cop was known as not a good cop, the sort who should not be a cop. And this attorney said, um, my client swore to me. He was just going to the bathroom. He was doing nothing of the sort, and the cop was lying. So I decided to visit the restroom in a very bad part of town with a camera. In any event, I immediately saw that the cop's story could not possibly be true. The toilet stalls were, he describes the layout, and there is a 0% chance that the cop saw him as he testified as soon as he walked into the bathroom. You can't see anything as soon as you walk into the bathroom. Um, uh, Not possible. That's a poorly designed bathroom if you can. Well, right. The photos I took proved it. I had him. I had him good. Uh, cops who call that kind of thing testa-lying. I was planning to ask the judge to bring the jury to the restroom to see for themselves. Before trial, I presented my proof to the prosecutor, demanded a dismissal. He wouldn't do that. They almost never will. But offered to reduce the sex crime felony, w- w- which my client had been charged, to misdemeanor, a minor misdemeanor of general trespass. So just get a few hundred dollars out of him. My blood was up, and I wanted to go to trial, but I had to communicate the offer. My client decided to accept the conviction would not impact his life in any way as a gardener, but a bad verdict, and you never know a right, trial, sure. would ruin his entire life. Ah, interesting. So he pleaded out to trespass for going to the bathroom in a public park restroom. I was sick about it, but I did a good job for him. That's just one example of how an innocent man will plead guilty to a crime he didn't commit. Just and slightly. that's how they get you. They terrify you into thinking, oh, my God, if I go to trial, I could, I'm ruined. 
Well, slightly different reasoning, but all those poor kids that got convinced it was the best thing to do to claim that they raped that jogger in Central Park. Right. And none of them did it, and they went to prison. You plead, you get out in 20 years. You don't plead, we'll convict you, you spend the rest of your life in prison. That's how they get people to plead. Uh, Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The movie industry, I think, is going to change after this weekend and uh, where you can see the film in question, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Where do you find the movie Scoob? I'll have that for you in a little bit, because if you got kids of the right age, it's going to be huge this weekend. I have a challenge for you, my friends. A challenge. A challenge. You're not going to snort cinnamon or try to swallow a squirrel or whatever stupidity they're doing on the, the internet these days. squirrel challenge. Right. I haven't heard that one. Eat a Tide <laughs> Pod or whatever. Here is your challenge. And the first person to come through with this, I, Joe Getty, will give you $500 wow. from my own pocket. Wow. $500. $10,000 bet? You find me a Washington Post news story, not an editorial piece, a news story that refers to the Russian collusion thing as a conspiracy theory. You find me one headline in which they dismissively and derisively refer to the Russian collusion deal as a conspiracy theory like they did with the overreach of the FBI and the NSA, etc., with Flynn Papadopoulos and the transition team. Could you quickly Google the definition of conspiracy, Sean? It does get thrown around a lot. As if it's automatically a falsehood or ridiculous. Do you need to have conspiracy theory? Does that whole phrase need to be? Is there a definition for a phrase? Because conspiracy theory, I think, is going to be different than just the word conspiracy. Conspiracy, a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Okay. The act of, pl- the action I would, of plotting I suggest, or conspiring. But, uh, right. I would suggest that if you are going to do something unlawful or, 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 or harmful, you do plot in secret. Yeah. If you plot openly, you'll be I think, foiled. I think conspiracy theory has got its own vernacular. Um, people mean sure. something that's not true and only lunkheads believe it. Oh. A belief that some conv- that some covert but influential organization is responsible for a circumstance or event. Conspiracy theory, right? And, and there's, I think, there's an assumption in the in, in, in when people throw this around that it's a kind of you know lunkheads that go along with it. Yeah, as I said earlier, it's the new you're a racist. It's a way to to devalue and humiliate somebody without addressing their argument at all. Oh, another conspiracy theory. So the WAPO this morning calling the whole investigation into the, the overreach by Comey and company a conspiracy theory. Did they ever call the Russia thing that when the Russia thing turned out to be completely false? Adam Schiff and others lied for months and months and months. Those single unnamed sources were lying for months, for years. Well, uh, Jonathan Turley, a law professor at George Washington University, is not a lunkhead, and he believes it's one of the stories of the century, of this century. Uh, we're only 20 years in, I recognize, um, uh, in terms of what on, went on there. And uh, there's all kinds of examples of that. Well, the Wall Street Journal editorial board thinks it's just over-the-top crazy that this went on, and it's not getting more coverage. Mm-hmm. Are they conspiracy theorists at the Wall Street Journal editorial board? People that run the world? Right. I doubt right. it. 
Well, I, I, I promised you that I'd, I would only take 30 seconds, and I babbled on like a fool. So the movie Scoob is coming out this weekend, and the reason I think this is going to change movies forever is you already had a couple of weeks ago a movie drop, uh, and it didn't go into theaters, and it made more money. It was a sequel, and it made more money than the original did in theaters. Wow. By just showing up at home. Wow. And as we found out later, the movie makers get to keep way more of the profits when they just pipe it into your home somehow than if they put it in a movie theater. So they've got great financial incentive. So it turns out you get more people to watch it, and you get to keep more of the profit. I am much more likely to watch it at home than trek to a theater. And I don't mean because of the COVID, just in general. And I think if Scoob is huge this weekend, that is kind of the end of the whole movie theater thing. I wonder. Being a, a really big deal, which I hope will open up to more movies being made that aren't just superhero movies and whatever China wants to see and all that sort of Amen thing. Amen to that, brother. Uh, but anyway, um, and, and this one is not a rental. So we rented... Trolls World Tour for 20 bucks and it disappeared after two days. This one you buy. It's $25 and you own it. I don't know that huh. I need to own Scoob for the rest of my life. Yeah, the Scooby-Doo update. But Prime Video, iTunes, and Apple, uh, Fandango, all kinds of different places you're going to be able to to buy it for 25 bucks. Yeah, they'll try different price levels and different forms, rental, buying, etc. My question is, uh, does Fred wear a cravat in this one? I think he still does. It's a little fancy. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.